I kind of like number two. We grazed it by the walls a little bit. Yeah, I remember touching it. He grew into it. All right, open up. Let's talk about what they did in between. <laughs> you just can't fucking do it. It's like Russell's going outside to kill himself ASMR. Would you like to come here and look at my crispy bois? Uh, not not to be a, a size queen or anything, but do you think you need to get a bigger one? Should we, you know what? We can do this all over again. Fuck it. It's like redemption. It's like Groundhog Day. We just get to do it. Groundhog. <laughs> groundhog. That's what a groundhog has. It's the groundhog's dong. It's a groundhog. No, that was just, I made that up. This is Awaken unscrewing. And there it is. It's actually unscrewing ASMR. That's what that is. What we've got today. What is this? Oh, it's uh, this this episode's clicky. clicky the, the episode. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I need, I need to. Let's go back and rewind. And. And begin. Welcome back, everyone, to the Metal Nerdery Podcast with absolutely zero anesthesia. And that's 100% bullshit. We have the Billiam. That would be me. Doing take two of all this goodness. We have the Russell. Hey, everybody. Also doing take two of all this goodness. And we have the Wheeler perfecting the end of the take two of all this goodness. Fuck, you ruined us on that. And hey. hey. Oh, Hold it out a little bit. Hey, you Sorry. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> all right, this week, so we don't have any of the fire on the mountain, so we have some orange vanilla twist. It's this episode's twist. clinky of the episode. And suddenly I want By the hear, Morgan. Sorry. <laughs> I, fuck, I keep trying you're to do not, Jonathan not, Davis not, and I fuck not, up and do uh, not, not, David Draymond. It's like, nah, bro, that's why you're not those guys. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Morgan, orange vanilla twist. Uh, Mr. It's Captain. All righty. And cheers, fellas. And T-Rex arms. I know. I, I got rotator cuff issues. So. Mm. <sighs> you know, I was thinking, Matthew, Woo. earlier when the yes. dog was baby aspirin much when the black dog was in the room sitting yes. between us gross and matthew's petting piper <laughs> those cameras don't Sorry. see the dog they just see matthew's hand it's fine that's right if you can see my hand's a little shiny there's yeah. some lube that makes more sense because otherwise my back's to you so i can do it from here and anyway well they have to give me incentive to come so just kidding. just <laughs> mark kidding. the time Ah, <laughs> damn. Yeah, Bill's actually got on his uh, scuba flippers, and he's, like, kind of toying with Russell's uh, balls down there. So you can't <laughs> see that either. <laughs> so. So, uh, so, sorry, Russell, that was a horrible thug roll into uh, this episode's beer of the episode. Oh, this you one. Want, you want me to discuss this beer? This, or this, this episode's one. beer or, well, of the episode? Or this beer of the this episode? Beer, yeah. Of the episode. This Fuck. one of this episode that was technically also part of the other episode that got cut out and deleted that we don't know what parallel universe it went to. So this episode. Oh, okay. This well, one. yeah. All right. So we've got uh, from Ingenious Brewing out of Humble, Texas. <laughs> and if you want me to read that again, I will. <laughs> of course. I think I'll, you do a much better job on that part. All right. So this is Boo Berry Fluff. And uh, as I was saying... I, uh, yes, it is. I go through uh, our local uh, beer mega store. There's, I mean, just beer water wall store. It takes painstaking research. Painstaking. It's painstaking research. Painstakingly painstaking research. English, mother. All right. So, lot, yeah. So, Boo 
very fluff. Okay, this episode's beer of the episode, and next episode's beer of the episode, we're sitting next to each other on a shelf, and I had to get both because, uh, yeah, they reminded me of the old um, cereal. Cereal, yeah, yeah. Thank you. There's Booberry, right? Yeah. And then right next to it is Stout Chocula. Did you see a, a Frankenberry by chance? I didn't. They didn't have a strawberry. I'd they just be curious to know if they've the, got one because that I'm would be sure they do if they went this far. Because right, you might as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know, if you're two out of three. You're already there. All right. So this is a six point eight uh, sour <laughs> ale. Sorry, thank you, Satan. <laughs> my eyes are watering, dude. Jesus, <laughs> I didn't brush my teeth this morning. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Here, Matthew, read read the okay. Okay, yeah. So just just Announce to recap, so the so the listeners know, or the viewers too, well, they might even still see it. But so before Russell was reading this, usually he reads all the good stuff, and he got to one point, and I was like, "There's no way that's what it says." And he's like, "I don't think that's what it really says." Because we both thought there's no fucking way that's what it says. Sure enough, reading it uh, from Ingenious Brewing Co., uh, I believe they are right. So here it is. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I got to get all red leather, yellow leather. Sour ale jam-packed with enough blueberries and marshmallows to scare away crispy boys in bed sheets. What? I don't know if that means... Uh, and it's, uh, Let's clarify here. It's crispy. Corpus. No, that's different. Maybe. C-R-I-S-P-I. Boys. B-O-I-S. In bed sheets. That could be talking about... <sighs> Ghosts that come a lot. I could be talking about clansmen that come a lot. Uh, Not really. Gay sure. clansmen that come a lot. I don't know, man. Porn stars that fuck inside bed sheets and go haunt whorehouses. I don't. I don't know what it means, Russell. I'm I don't sorry. Either. It's it apparently six point eight percent alcohol. By the way, yeah. this is our fifth one. So, uh, well, that is French. B O I S. Oh, is it? It's, it's French. French. It's French. So it's bois. So it's crispy bois. And it means... <laughs> right? Technically, I'm right, right? It, it means wood. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Wood? I, I said it. Cro- crispy wood. All right, well then, let's find wait, out in wait, French what crispy wait, means. Wait, what does this mean? Down bois. Here? Oh. bois. 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 It's, it's bois, not boys. Bois. It's okay, so bois. what about C R I S P I? Because this bois, bois is wood. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't go to Burger King. Wait. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> wait. A lot of stuff's making sense now. So whenever girls talk about fuck boys, are they talking about fuck wood? Is that it? Could be. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Think about it. Fuck wood. What's it there for? All right, we're spending way too much. Yeah, time. yeah. Let's move on. Too much on the fuck wood. Yeah. Anyway. So well, how is it? Oh, sorry. It's, uh, it's okay. rather delicious. We will. Clink you for the second time. <laughs> it's definitely a sour. You get a little bit of the marshmallow, but it needs more marshmallow. It's a little tangy. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I like it. It's, but I'm a big fan of the sour beer, so this one's right up my alley. That he is. Indeed. It's right up his alley. Right up that alley. The Red Sea Alley. Um, so, and we had to drink these out of glasses because I dropped the beers and they all like almost exploded yeah they were they swolled had that up. they got all swolled up yo man they were swole as fuck <laughs> word so I'm anyway i'm gonna start referring uh, to, to you like ingenious <laughs> brewing company out of humble texas and your delicious booberry fluff beers indeed have a have a great week there uh, okay uh, bye-bye. all right there's another beer burp 
So uh, introducing a new segment. Indeed. You could give a segue to the new segment. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck my fuck roll. <laughs> no, I need something better than that. Hold on. And now, a fuck roll to the new fuck my fuck roll. All right, that works. The new fuck roll. It's the word shot. Sure, sure it shouldn't, shouldn't be Dr. Evil that says it? I don't know. Freaking A, Bill. Okay, it's a new freaking segue into Russell's new, you know, freaking freaking segment. Oh, speaking of of the voices, um, oh. somebody somebody posted that video that you did on the last episode and said that he nailed the. I did. That was oh, me. did you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, oh, the, somebody the commented. Jason Watts. Somebody commented on. It. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody commented, and I had to put the video on there to yeah. show because he had never seen the video, right? And it was like dead on. I didn't even. I didn't even. I, don't, I didn't even know how that happened. It was that just was maybe funny. I was just God, handling that it from the beyond. That video is gold. It was funny shit. Actually, as I watched that, I was laughing my ass off because because when you said oh you sound just like you've seen it i was like no, i haven't seen it and when i watched it i was like holy shit it's uncanny <laughs> never yeah. even you know it sounded just like it's kind of like really you've never read the gettysburg address nah man just fucking rattle out a bunch of words and just happen to line up with that yep. you never know how it works so anyway new second new, new segment se- fuck roll yeah. all right so uh, we got a call on our voicemail last week from Tyler on the last episode, excuse me, from uh, Tyler, and he is in a band called The Unending. Which you can find on Instagram, by the way. Yes, and we kind of... Kind of sparked an idea that we've we've discussed a few times over the last uh, however long, but uh, decided that we're going to have a segment where we want to play your music. So if you have a band that you're wanting to promote, you, you know, and it's got to be metal. Yes. Don't send us any No fucking, folk music. If you send me some Florida Georgia line sounding shit, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> but send us a metal song. And what we would like to do is encourage our listeners, our friends out there, to call the voicemail. What's that number? You can call us at 980-666-8182. And review. So what we're asking for, basically, musicians, bands, Send us a link to your music. You can send it through the Instagram, the email, the Facebook, however you, you know, carrier pigeon. Nerdery at yeah. gmail.com, carrier pigeon at pigeon.com. <laughs> so send us your music. We want to play it. And then we want to encourage our uh, listenership to call the voicemail and give a review. Yes. So. That's uh, what we like to call an interactive millinery experience. Yeah, we, we're, we're trying to touch you in with, every with way both, we can. With both you, the listeners, and you, the artists. Indeed. We are trying to touch all of you, really. <laughs> so, and I was really stoked after we, 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 we gave uh, Tyler's unending. The uh, unending. The unending. Yes. A listen, and uh, we want to play it for y'all. And uh, It's quite uh, impressive, actually. Yeah, yeah it's, good, it's good shit. Definitely, uh... Definitely modern. I kind of like number two. Well, play number I'm good, one. I'm good either with both. One. Either is good. Yeah. We could do number two. This is called the, which one are we I playing? think number two was the one, uh, that might have been the one that I saw the initial preview thing on was number two, but number one I like too, but I'm good with either. All right. The Power of One. By the, the killer opener. By the unending. Fucking rad. That's fucking heavy. Last beat action. Yeah. That's cool. 
That's fucking crazy, man. I guess it's like thrash. Is there a breakdown? Metalcore. It's got to be a breakdown. I'm sure right? there is, yeah. I almost think I love the should. little, that little lead they throw in the right side. Yeah. <laughs> right. I kind of want to know what the breakdown's like now. Yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> that's sweet. Down. So this is metalcore. Okay. Thrash. Yeah. So is metalcore like modern thrash? Yeah, they always had the, the, break the groove breakdown. Like Actus Reyes kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Oh, that's fucking that's awesome. That's cool. A sense of harmony coming. Tasty. Get you some, boys. Oh, damn. Holy shit, that shit's harmonized. Yeah. I listen to stuff Damn. like this and Actus Reyes, and I'm like, these kids have really fucking stepped it up. Like, the musicianship oh, now yeah. is so ridiculous. It seems like they basically, as far as I can tell, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like metalcore is like just the next wave of thrash. It is. It absolutely like the modern, is. Like, basically modern-day thrash. Yeah. Like, whereas back in the day they would blow you away with riffs, now it's kind of like, all right, well, we still got riffs, but we also it's, got breakdowns. It's, it's almost like new metal and thrash. Kind of slammed together. Yeah. Yeah. And or, extreme metal. Yeah. And a little yeah. bit kind of all that metal. shit, like thrash yeah. and, of course, Pantera and then the new metal stuff. And it all kind of got into one great big delicious casserole with like a some jalapeno pasta. cheese yeah. top and some pasta. Fucking hey, dude. Talk my language, man. Yeah. Dude, jalapeno pasta? Jalapeno cheese pasta. Let's make it happen. I gotta stop. We gotta stop with the food <laughs> shit. So that go was support the unending. unending. Yeah, that was good stuff, yeah, Tyler. Good Thank stuff. you for uh, bringing us uh, to the attention. Yeah, or bringing your band to our attention. Yeah. yeah. Good day. Good day. At least again, uh, Tyler. We don't. I don't know if it's racist or not to call them Canadian for not Canadian. Is that uh-huh. is that not racist or? I mean, it, I think it's more of a culturalist. Okay, well, because he, yeah. he sounded Canadian-ish, but I mean, maybe he's like from Michigan or something. Could you be. Know? So or, yeah. Like on the lake, eh? Yeah. No, I'm like on the south side of Canada, eh? Or Minnesota. <laughs> no, I've been to all of Jordan Peterson's lectures, eh? You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, it's okay. We sound like rednecks, Tyler. It's all good. Yeah, fine. buddy, come on. Yeah, y'all yeah, make on. fun of us all you want to. Alrighty then. So let's get to the docket. What is on the docket? What's on sir? the docket there? Well, in keeping with the trend of, uh, I think the last episode, when did the the mighty mighty Reich, the right. Sacred Reich, because we hadn't covered. I mean, we've been on, we've been doing this now for almost three years, and it took us that long to get Sacred Reich. It's taken us equally as long to get to Death Angel, one of the Bay Area originals, indeed. And we can also thank uh, the Piss and Post for that bringing this to our attention. Yeah, that's he, what I was thinking in my head. I was like, somebody suggested this. Yep, it was Piss and Post. He asked us if we'd ever uh, done anything on Death Angel, and and I gotta say, in a weird way, I love the helmet. 
The fact that he asks, I'm like, dude, did you not go back and check our entire catalog of episodes that you can see on metalnerdery.com slash episode? Because you would have seen that we don't have any Death Angel out there. Right. I, I was thinking that we did at least roll over some. I'm sure we, we covered did some with the in like some compilation episodes, yeah, like with, with years stuff. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. when we did 88, we might have probably touched on it then. Yeah, that's right. It. That's right. We grazed it by the walls a little bit. Yeah, I remember touching it. So, <sighs> so perhaps he remembered hearing that remember from prior episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, but anything's possible. You know, could be false memories, could be uh, brainwashing, could be MK Ultra. I don't know. But yeah, we haven't talked about Death Angel yet. But one of the things, uh, and also in keeping with the last episode, the extended hi- yeah, hold on, let me back up. The extended hiatus. The Death Angel was on from approximately uh, about one year longer than Sacred Reich, actually. Yeah. From about 90 to uh, 2004, if I recall correctly. 91, I believe. Yeah, well, uh, Act 3 came out in 90, and then I think The Art of Dying... Fucking A. This beer's episode's beer of the episode. The Art (laughs) of Dying didn't come out till like 04. Yeah, but that's not near as long as Sacred Reich. They were 23 years. Yeah, this was 24 years. What? No. No. Oh, wait, was it 14 years? 14 years. Okay, fucking A. So, okay, so guess what, Russell? Your math uh, this deficiency week. and my, my math deficiency have now canceled out. So, <laughs> word up, other. brother. We're, we're, we're golden now. Ah, uh, that's good stuff. But one of the things I wanted to do to kind of just make things interesting, because, you know, life's never interesting enough. You got to throw some, throw some shit in the mix and tweak it up a little. Gross. Bill, if you don't mind, could you uh, give us the titly of... Death Angel's latest record, which you was actually which was actually a Grammy nominated tune, which I did not know that. I think that might be their first. It Grammy was their nominee. first nomination, I believe. And right. I listened to it last night, and I want to tell you because a lot of times I love Death Angel, and and I've got most of their shit. I don't have this one yet, but I'll be ordering it on Amazon very very soon. But I'll listen to an album, oh. and I'll go through it, and stuff usually jumps out at me. That song. All the way through. I literally listened to it all the way through. I was like, holy shit, this is this is probably the most rad thing they put out in years. Like that song blew me away that much. Yeah, I haven't I remember this the stuff from back in the day and I mm-hmm. kinda didn't really listen to a lot of it. Yeah. I mean I was the same way. Yeah, I mean I listened to it back in the day, not a ton of it, but I definitely listened to it. Yeah. It was in the it was in the rotation, but then I kinda fell off. But um in nineteen when this one came out, I listened to the whole thing and holy shit, it's fucking badass. They're really good. I need to go listen to the whole thing now because that, that first one literally teased me enough to like I want to go listen to the rest of it. But I just I had to hear at least the beginning of Humanicide all the way up to the chorus because it's just It's veggie. Veggie. Veggie good. As in C B L E good. You gotta wait for it. Have you heard this, Russell? Yeah, it starts out kind of like a. This is like victory metal. Yeah, it sounds like a yeah. priest. Right. It's like ultra harmony. So yeah. Listen to the layers of harmonies. Or the helium. Kinda, yeah. yeah. A lot like the helium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're thinking. I, I, I don't know, and then you think, oh yeah, oh yeah. They know the good stuff. Production's great. And then... I 
sounds awesome. Right? <laughs> Isn't that fucking rad? That's old school, I love it. Yeah. I like his voice better now. Yeah, me too. He grew into it. Got <laughs> old, old face voice. It, well, it was so high pitch in the old days, kind of. Yeah. And album covers so fucking. They always had one of the coolest logos. Yeah, I've always loved their logo. Alright, yeah. Damn, that's awesome. so good. <laughs> that's really well, we got to go back to the beginning, though. Yeah. Now it's kind of like up oh, record scratch. Let's go back to the beginning where it started. Yeah, we got to talk about the the uh, early days. That actually gave me like fan bone when I heard it. I was immediately like, oh shit, I got to go back and listen to it. And I did. I started going back and picking through the albums. I'm like I remember that song and that one and that one. Funny thing about Death Angel is as long as they've been around, and yes, they, they did have a big hiatus, but still, uh, hiatus. if you compare their like album releases in the 80s and 90s, there weren't many. I mean, you know, no. Metallica was po- popping out an album every year, Megadeth, you know, Anthrax. Well, there. like Sacred Reich. I mean, they had like a couple in the yeah. 80s, and then they had like one in 1990 and i think they might have had a live album in there i think fall from grace was maybe 91 or something like that these guys formed and in they 80, disappeared yeah they formed in 82 and they were uh children yeah they, they were all like 13 children. they were 13 14 years old brilliant. i think they had a couple of member changes before the actual first album came out before uh the ultra violence when i know that uh the kirk hamster from metallica I think you produced their demo. Yeah. The well, they were demo. opening. They were, they were playing shows when they were like 15, 16 years old. They're opening for Metallica. Well, I believe they are Slayer. in near the uh, proximity of the Green Triangle and in that part of the world, are they not? Oh, that, that, they're and definitely. And by the Green Emerald Triangle, I'm talking about the San Fran Bay Area. Yeah, they were definitely a Bay Area thrash band. And they, but they were opening for Exodus, Metallica, Slayer. Also, Dave. And they were children. Bay Area dance bands. They were bands. fucking kids. And uh, anybody listening to this, I, I suggest watching the documentary. It's called Death Angel, a Thrashumentary. Uh, That's a good one. Yeah, is, it, it was good. Is that on Prime or something? It's, or? On, it's on YouTube. You it's said free. that earlier. Free. My memory's short. Yeah. And I was also trying to pimp that for them. So I, I'll put yeah. a link on our uh, Facebook or so, but sweet, yeah, dude. Because I've been banned and I can't uh, interact for a while. So <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna I need to do that. I don't, I don't, even, <laughs> I really don't even want to know. Right. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you off here. All right, <laughs> it really wasn't that bad though. It's just the bots are pussies. They're assholes too. Anyway, so in the in the documentary, they're talking about how they didn't realize it would have been just like us. Okay, so yeah. Our little family of thrash bands in Atlanta, it was a similar scene, but it wasn't Slayer and Metallica and Mega. Yeah, yeah. They just but, happened to. But we had great thrash bands here in Atlanta that, you know, me and Bill and, and you, we opened for, you know, Ghost yeah. Story, Akathisia, you know, Nihilist. Uh, Damage. Yeah. It, it would have been the same type of thing. You know, we were the young kids opening for Nihilist. Remember, we right. were like 16 years yeah. old. They're all, you know, 20, 21. Um, 
that's what Death Angel was doing to Slayer Megadeth. Right. You know, they had no idea how big that was going to be because, you know, Metallica was already, you know, pretty big at the time had kill them all released and but they they didn't know that they were in the beginning of part of that whole huge huge mission yeah and that's just so cool you know yeah for sure and uh to know that you're part of something that big and or to not know that you are but to be a part of it and then all of a sudden it's like they said they heard um kill them all and was like okay we got to step it up (laughs) right well they were a metal band they said they were more like maiden and priest type stuff and then when they yeah they heard kill them all they were like all right you know the funny thing that i've noticed about especially death angel i'm just it's quick interruption yeah one thing that seems like they embraced that a lot of thrash bands kind of got away from is kind of that punky sort of edge like the attitude and like when you think about some of the shit that Overkill does where it has that still just kind of punk fuck you kind of attitude where it's just like almost hardcore and not really like metal, but they kind of blend it in nicely where it's like it's still metal, but it's like they have that little edge in there just to kind of right yeah. give it a little extra. It's not has anything to do with this episode. Non-tangential. You, you mentioned Overkill. They're playing tonight at uh, Asheville. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Just a few hours away. Yeah. Problem with that is tickets are 25 bucks. It's Overkill and Prong, which would be a great, oh, yeah. great, yeah. great yeah. fucking yeah. show. Yeah. I've seen cool. Prong before. But you're going to spend 250 oh, yeah. bucks on a hotel room. <laughs> yeah. And and at least $100 in gas. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got to say it, too. And go ahead and mark the time. Uh, I, too, have seen Prong before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, ironically, I think it was Prong opening for... Primus. Forbidden and Death Angel. Oh, wow. At yeah. Centra Stage. Fuck you, buddy. Yeah, that was a killer show. Anyway, I'm I sorry. I bet it was. The last time I saw Prong was Testament and Sepultura and Prong in 2017. Oh, speaking cool. of that. So we've, we've all seen Prong. Yes. Yeah, we have. In the bootay. Wait. Uh, I mean, no. And of course, last week, last episode, whatever, we forgot to mention that the Sacred Reich is going to be with Sepultura. Actually, they're on tour with yeah, Sepultura. Yeah, currently. And uh, Crowbar. That is two Saturdays from now. In Atlanta? In Atlanta. Holy moly. Are they doing crazy plate stuff? I want to say it's at Masquerade, maybe. Anyway, I I think we should go. I think we should definitely go. We got to pack. If we're going to Underground Atlanta, you got to pack. Pack? Yeah. What do you mean? Carry. Well, you can't carry into the show. Depends on who you know. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. Just kidding. Educational purposes only. Educational and instructional purposes only. So back to Death Angel. And, okay, um, yeah. So yeah, yes. these guys, um, they met Kurt Hammett at a Metallica record signing in a store in San Francisco. How cool is that? And I don't know, you know, it was due to the underground tape trading and all of that, that you know, it, what was great in the documentary, uh, Mark, the singer, is talking about, yeah, talking about going to uh, New York and they've never been to New York and they don't have an album out. Frolic's not out yet. You know, and they go to New York and um, people are singing their songs. Like they're, cool. they're playing in clubs and, and the crowd singing the lyrics back to them. Don't yeah. deny the power of networking people. Yeah, the underground tape trading back oh, then. Yeah. I, I was just thought that was the coolest thing. I was like, now it's like, you know, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. You right. know this. But man, these motherfuckers had to work. Yeah, they did. They had to work. Well, it was ingenuity. I mean, it's. It, I saw something the other day, not that it's related. That's the first internet. Not that it's related, but it's kind of tangentially related. So people have to innovate is the key. And there was right. something I saw talking about Tony Iommi's accident when he lost his fingertips and how he had to learn relearn how to play. 
Same kind of thing. It's just a matter of, okay, well, if the fucking radio won't play your shit, uh, let's just record tapes of shit and send it out there and just see who grabs it. Maybe record labels grab it. Maybe, you know, nowadays we're doing the same thing, only it's, hey, send us your link. Same kind of concept. But basically what they were doing back then is tape trading to A, build their audience because there wasn't the infrastructure around to do it. Right. right. So innovation, people. And then when the ultraviolets came out, I believe they said at that time, the drummer, I think, was that the Peppa guy? Uh, Andy Galeon. Okay. Or Galleon. Yeah. Galleon or Galeon. Yeah, Andy. He was 14. He was 14 the, when yeah, the album came out. When the album came out, yeah. Yeah, the, the Peppa <laughs> folks was killer. Dennis He's walking through school as a yeah. freshman. Right. Yeah. He's got a record in the and record to be store. Fair, <laughs> to be fair, and I think we've all known some young drummers that had some amazing chops back in the day, but... yeah. Like, when you hear the shit that they're doing, when you think of how fucking... Because I think, if I recall, I think Marcos Guida might have been the, the oldest person in the band, and I think he was probably still a fucking teenager. He wasn't the founding or Like a singer. late teenager. He was a cousin. Well, he's definitely the founding the singer on the first just, new album. Yeah, he's a singer. Yeah. He just wasn't one of the original members. Right. Yeah. He came in like a year later. Or yeah. I'm trying to think of what song I heard first from the Ultraviolence, because I remember hearing about Death Angel from Wreckage. Yep. So that was kind of like the... All right, I got, I got to go listen to Wreckage, obviously. I know uh, Kill is One was the name of the demo that Kirk Hammett produced. Uh, I'm thinking uh, Mistress of Pain might have been the first thing I heard. Oh, interesting. So there's a song on the ultraviolence called IPFS, Inverted uh, Punker Foon Studios. Apparently, it stands for Intense Puke Feeling Syndrome, which I guess can happen if you get some kind of weird cross-tolerance with your relaxers and... Like right. roofies or something. Uh, so the first song on their new album. On the first new album, you mean? Yes, the first new album. It's Thrashers. I'm down with that. Seven minutes? What? Soft intro? Yeah, but I, yeah, I think so. Or we could do Mistress of Pain. Yeah, let's do it. to go back into that after yeah. yeah that's the one thing about them when they first start 
like back in the day, I guess the only great analogy is like if all the metalcore bands are all about breakdowns, thrash bands were about, okay, two things. A, can I play faster than everybody else? And if I can't, B, can I make my riffs more technical than anybody else? Right. And that was your that was your levels of extreme. They were all under twenty when that album Damn. was recorded. Yeah. That is genius. And then a year later. Now what's what's really interesting about this one. Frolic. Yeah. Through the park. Is that um like this is not their favorite thing now. Like if you hear them what, what discuss do you mean? Frolic, this album? they call it the bastard album. Really? Why? Yeah. They kind of went off the uh the reservation a little bit. The ultravirus was a dedicated thrash Just album. Straight ahead, power but, through. Yeah. But this one they started getting into the funk stuff. Like, you know, the I like it a lot. I think I it's a great album, but you know. You know it's funny, I never really I don't guess I ever really gave that any credence. I just thought it was just that was just the way they sounded. Yeah. Like even though it was still thrash and it had those little breaks in there, it's I guess I thought of it kind of like how yeah, Metallica has clean shit in the middle of their songs, right? Right. But that doesn't mean that they're oh, they're fucking, you know, AOR rock band now. Yeah. You know, oh, they're on WPCH now. It's like I, I didn't. I just thought it was part of the music, so I just thought, eh, whatever. I don't care. Uh, he, it says right here, despite being held as a fan favorite, including one of the most popular songs, "Bored," oh, "Bored," uh, which is. It was on heavy rotation on Headbangers Ball. The members of Death Angel, particularly frontman Mark Esqueda and guitarist Rob thank you, have been very critical of this album, including its sound and production. In the thrashy mentory, taken from the Wikipedia, they call it their bastard album or an odd album. Uh, I think it was a fucking great album. I think it's a great album. It had had vibe. the one thing, and I don't know if it's, we've talked about this before, like 70s and 80s style. It's like something about the 80s. There was just, 70s was like this too, but the 80s just had vibe. Yeah. This record had vibe. Third I thought, four was a thrash song. Yeah, that's a killer opener. But Board kind of has that funk weird thing in it. and uh, Kind of, but not really. It still had up. enough fun to it. We play open up. I like open. I heard this on... Um, wreckage and i thought it was killer at first it annoyed the shit out of me the vocals really, really? bothered me and then it grew on me and it became one of my favorite songs by first thing i heard off this one was either bored like i don't know because wreckage played road mutants bored and shores of sin a how lot. the fuck do you remember that dude man? i think it's either autism or trauma I i'm spent, not real fucking sure but i fucking remember I mean, every I, fucking thing i spent a lot of time listening to wreckage i mean i listened to it too yeah. but damn I, I set a tape i just remember it. shit dude so did i yeah so i would listen to wreckage on the way to and from like my mom's restaurant you know when i, I was working there so yeah, maybe the difference is the guitar playerness could be you know, because musicians you, right, you guys were probably listening to it and like really getting into it and really, sucking it up like a sponge, right, right? Really listening to the guitar and maybe in the back of your head thinking, you know, how can I play it, whatever. Right. Indeed, I don't know. That could be it. I just, I just remember whenever Wreckage would play something, they would play a lot of different shit from it, and, and for it our give you a lot of exposure. We mentioned Wreckage a lot. I don't know if we've explained this before. Yeah, it's a Georgia Tech radio station. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, an eighty-eight point. Nope. Or is it? 91.1. Boom, there it is. Yeah, W-R-E-K. It was Georgia Tech's college radio station. And on Friday nights from, what, 9 to... Might have been Thursdays, actually. Because I think sometimes I might have school Fridays the next too. Day. Okay. But, yeah, Thursday. But I, 
I can't it was sometime during the week. Sometime during the week. Yeah. One of I those days. Between, at nighttime. Like, like yeah. between 9 and 1 a.m. or something yeah, like that. It was late. Yeah. I remember that. They would play thrash metal. And it was. All kinds of delicious thrash metal. Yeah. yeah it was glorious. And, uh, Indeed. You know, Bill and I actually had the pleasure of uh, playing a live concert in the Rec. W-R-E-K Studios. Yeah. Studios. Yeah, yeah. When we were like Which 17, 18 years more, old. Yeah. But in fact, we might have come down to see you guys do that. There were a few people with us. I just yeah. can't remember. Was that was that around ninety two ish around the Rodney King L A. cocksucker shit that you happened? Know what I remember there? from that. What? <laughs> oh jeez! It just popped in my head. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be I good. I think you're right. It was during the riots. So I right before, like was. right around the time. Oh, it might have been because we Cause were. Because I remember like, being nervous about there. going down there. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I remember this because I think there was um, at at some point, I don't know if somebody asked, like, I don't know if they were kind of interviewing us or or whatever, but somebody asked me about, somehow it came up and, oh, maybe I said something about, I want to say hey to my girlfriend and you said, which one? Oh, (laughs) damn. And my girlfriend heard that, man. She, (laughs) not like that one bit. (laughs) Especially considering, I'm sure if somebody asked you, which which boyfriend would you like to say hi to? I can't believe I said that. (laughs) That was awesome. Did you say I thought it was funny as shit. (laughs) Shitster. That was great. I'm changing your name, Russell. If my uh, name's going to be Dick Taintler, yours is going to be Russ Shitster. All right. Cool. All right, open up. That. All right, open up. Okay. Death Mark Angel. the time. That's stride and pride, by the way. Fucking out of beer. It's a lot different. Yeah. Just yeah. You know what I think it is? These guys were younger than the first wave of of the thrash guys, the Metallicas yeah. and all that. I think they got influenced by the stuff that was coming out in the late 80s, the Faith No More, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think they took some of that into their sound on this album a little that bit. That would make sense. Yeah. But some of it, too, they're, they're uh, at that. That was not thrash. They're at that young, no. tender that, enough that song. age. To, that song's not yeah. thrash. That's what I'm saying. Well, in I that think, case, you, that's why you need to play third floor to, to cleanse But it. you had Faith No More playing the same clubs they were in the, eight, in the late 80s. Yeah, there were some of those songs. Yeah. But again, they were young enough to where they could still... Uh, burp and play music that they thought made them happy instead of like heavy angry thrash music i do like their kiss cover too bill loves it it's his favorite song uh, oh they did a kiss cover I have no idea <laughs> cold gym. they do a great cold gym the vibe of this one's cool like with the elevator oh yeah cold gym you know it's like they've opened up the elevator and they've stepped out onto the album cover and there's a dude in the park with an umbrella it's not it pretty bird <laughs> <laughs> Listen in the background for that guitar. Our pet's hats are falling off. Creepy. The way it kicks in is really cool. (laughs) 
That's trash. That's a killer over. Much better. Russell is a perfect full into the next record. Oh, yes. Because the next one is her major label debut. Yeah. On uh, Giffen, I believe. Act three. Yep. Still Indeed. probably, that's going to be on my Desert Island list of albums. This one. Oh, this one's amazing. And it was definitely more mainstream and definitely more popular, obviously, when you get a major label deal and you get exposure everywhere. And this would be their uh, last one, right? For a bit. Yeah. Before the... Before the 2000s. Hey, you know, if you take multiple hiatuses, does that mean that you have... uh, You've taken (laughs) hiatai? I guess. It's not like Japanese anal porn or something, doesn't it? It sounds weird. (laughs) Hiatai? I don't know. It sounds like something you do when you finally just snap. The thing I thought was cool about this was how they started bringing in, like, the acoustical stuff. Yeah. Like the Veil of Deception and Room with a View, because before that, I mean, the, the closest thing to kind of deviating off the map was probably the funky stuff, like on Open Up. Right. And Bored was even kind of that funky thing. Kind of, but it was I'm more subtle. I think they kind of used like the little, maybe like the little funky interlude stuff to kind of set it up to make the kind of like a Sabbath did, like with Laguna Sunrise, and then they come in with something just crushing. Right. Same thing. It's like, all right, we'll come up with something kind of light and funky and then have like a crusher heavy part and they were when they were touring for this album is when they had the bad bus accident right and uh it put one of the members out for a year i believe it was the drummer right yeah adam yeah and this would be their last album until 2000 what'd you say four four yeah when art of dying came out we gotta hear a little discontinue because that was the first thing i'd heard from this okay i mean seemingly endless time is probably one of the best killer openers and Killer opener history and killer opener history. I'll start with that one. That one, seemingly. It can't be loud enough, dude. It's fine. Hey, <laughs> if you like that kind of thing. Much better production. Fast. Yeah. 
This one always reminded me of Anthrax. Yeah, it does sound like Anthrax a little bit. Sounds like Anthrax. Flangy much? I like it. It definitely had some interesting chord choices. Uh huh. All right, gotta hear discontinued. All right, you, so yeah, if gotta, you take gotta. these guys and you make them more mainstream with a more kind of choppy modern thrash riffs at the time, like right. Anthrax yeah. and Testament, and they do sound a little bit good because of the vocals. I mean, he's a yeah. really good singer, sure. like Joey, and uh, well, that was that back then. That was kind of a little bit of a different thing, I guess, for thrash was yeah. having like a very clean vocal. And there were like, only a couple, yeah. a few out there, yeah, because yeah. most of them had more like a yeah. Ooh. Or kind of like a, you know, or like, a sacred Ry- or like Sacred Reich or yeah. Forbidden, yeah. that kind of thing. You but know. not like that kind of clean vocal style. Right. Clean vocals that just sounds weird versus dirty. dirty. I would like to hear the first two albums produced like that one. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I remember every drummer in high school that I knew when this album came out, the goal was trying to figure out the beginning of Discontinued. There we go. Punishing fucking riff. Heavy as shit. But wait, there's more. Yeah. 
You know, they worked that to their advantage when they got into the lyrics. thing about that though that that it's back then I don't think we gave a lot of thought to oh man that's that thrash it sounds like fucking crossover funk well, model bro right but somehow they managed to they could kind of keep it in there but it's like no it's still heavy underneath there's just like this little like brief little topping of like right. some you know fancy funky stuff but it's still heavy underneath a lot of bands were doing that back then though. right kind of I guess that was sort of yeah, the, the infectious Grooves. Ooh, careful there, Buana. <laughs> I'm going to finish this fucking thing, so I don't worry about it. Mark the time. <laughs> He's going to swallow all of it. Look at him. Sediment. Ooh, wow, yeah. I saw the beer come at the bottom. I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to do it. Looks like a young lady's, uh, you know, oh, special time. His door is a jar. Is it? <laughs> My door his is door, a fucking door. His door a is a jar and his mouth is a gape. <laughs> you right, know, so I've never seen a gape. Have you? An actual? No. Okay. So. 14 years later. Let's talk about what they did in between. I don't know what they did in between. Uh, this was interesting to me. Basically. Is this based on the documentary? Yeah. Okay. And, and a little bit of shit I read. Without Mark on vocals, the rest of the band formed the organization. Yes. Yeah. And they were like a grunge post kind of a. Post it, had, it had elements of this. Yeah, it was still heavy, but it was. It was definitely heavy. It's kind of like the Anthrax uh, sounds white noise kind of. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of on point. I mean, it, it, it was it was heavy, but it was more of the grunge kind of. Yeah, that came out I think in ninety three ish. I think ninety three or four, um, and it was pretty cool. And they did that for six, seven years. I think. Have you, have you ever heard any of that? I've listened to some on uh, the, the organization. William, yeah. have you heard of it? Um, just what was on the on the dock. I heard a little bit of that. I think yeah. they did two albums, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I've got the first one. I don't know if I got. The, I don't think I had the second one. And then they toured with um, Cantrell, right? Well, yeah. Well, they were supposed to be. Death Angel was supposed to be the opener on the Clash of the Titans tour with Megadeth Slayer. The one that Alice Chains opened for. The one that Alice and Chains. Open for hey. that was because of the car accident and the drummer not being able to uh, deploy yeah. or the bus accident. And I thought Mark, the singer, went to college, didn't he? I'm not I sure. Think he got an education, but yeah. So they got pulled off of that. Allison Chains got added on. They got pulled off. And uh, Allison Chains were they were getting uh, bottles of piss thrown at them and stuff on stage because they really weren't the band that probably should have been opening for Slayer and Megadeth. But then, you know, like, uh, Kerry King said, and then, uh, their debut album, man in the, or he didn't say the album. He said, man in the box came out six months later on the video and they're fucking, you know, printing money now. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so they got the last laugh. Yep. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, now we're going to fast forward to the year 2004. 2004. And, uh, after a long he ate, there you go. Wasn't it before this where Chuck Billy had cancer and that's kind of how they came back? That I don't um, remember. I know the, ga- well, the they, Gathering came out in 99. Yeah, but they did a thrash. Benefit. That's yeah. right. I yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah, they the did a benefit, benefit show for, for Chuck, Chuck Billy. Billy. And yep, the whole Bay Area. This. Yeah, the whole Bay Area got, got together. And yeah. Rallied. 
Yeah, and they had so a whole bunch of bands. that sparked their interest again or brought Br- them back? Brought them back bit. together. Right, so they played a the set. Band back, man. <laughs> they played a set, and then they said, yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. I remember I was just stoked because I'd found, I think at the time it might have been Blabbermouth or something, but I saw that Death Angels put down a new record. I'm like, fucking really? I was like, well, I got to get it, right? Because it's 14 years after the first one. Well, what's great is you look at like Death Angel and even, you know, some of these bands that disappeared in the 90s and came back in the 2000s. They have, they, yeah, they have more albums now than they did before they went yeah, on hiatus. Right. You know, it's just crazy to me. So, so they're just good. For, for the they're people good listening albums. out there, don't, don't worry about a, oh, I got to stay in this track or I'm going to lose my fucking momentum. It's like, no, you're not, because everybody's got a unique track. Hey, look, even Hanson came back after a few years, you know, so there's, mm, there's hope for everybody. Bop, I think that's a mistake. Anyway. What do you say uh, this, off I, of this I, one? I was listening back on this one. Uh, Word of the Wise is pretty cool. I think, I'm trying to think of Word of the Wise was a... Oh, what's Never the, Me is good. What's the lineup on this? Who's on drums? Is it still Andy? Uh, yeah. Andy Gillion. Yeah, he came back. Yeah, after yes. his accident, which is really why they broke up because he he was he was pretty fucked, fucked up. up and yeah. couldn't couldn't yeah. go on and they weren't and they didn't want to go on without him. He had so. to get like full rehab. Like he had to learn how to move certain parts of his body again after that bus accident. Yeah, people don't, people don't think about that after you've been in some kind of thing like that, like an accident or something, trauma where you got to rebuild. Can you up, man. Well, it's like you know you got to think about it. I don't know if you you have ever been to like a physical therapist. They're like the shittiest trainers, you know. They give you like a one pound bar. It's like, okay, see if you can lift it. And you're like, ah, 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 you just can't fucking do it. It's like one pound, bro. Come on. How heavy can it be? It's like, I'm fucking crippled. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying my best. <laughs> I make those noises, by the way, I hit physical therapy. Yeah, you do. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, this one, uh, it's been a while since I've listened to it. I was trying to think of what I listened to the other night. Thrown to the Wolves was the, the opener. And the funny thing about it, it's got like this clean thing at the beginning that doesn't really fit, but it's still kind of cool. Let's give it a look-see. See what you think there, Billion. Uh, that's not part of the song. That was on me. Actually, it was Russell. I'm kidding. Russell's going outside to kill himself ASMR. Just wait, because the next part has nothing to do with this. Metal. 
killer opener. Yeah, I like this better than the others. <laughs> really? Yeah. The funny yeah. thing, all though, of their newer stuff to me is better. Yeah, it, I guess it's kind of a maybe they finally found their sound. You know, like yeah. you well, Bill sure. knows because I mean, after like, all those years, like Beth's your favorite song from Kiss, and you know, like he was always hanging out with them. And they just can't find the sound. Death Angel found their sound. See, I thought you. Not even. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Bill would have tied that in, but no, totally missed it. <laughs> Russell, anything on here you uh, think I is your fancy? I, huh? I haven't heard it. You want to pick anything based on just title? Uh, you know what? Let's listen to somebody else sing. Do Land of Blood. This has uh, the Peppa. Dennis. Oh, the, Peppa, lead, the lead, lead vocals. Yeah, okay. So just you know, cool with that. See what it sounds like. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like this one. Motorhead. Kind of. Turn that punk sound a little bit. A little bit. It's Gene Simmons. Nice! Actually, fuck that dude should sing for Kiss. <laughs> I mean, I like it. Um, I never understood, like, I know bands that have multiple singers, right? And, and that's cool. You know, I like that. But. When you have one band that one guy is saying every song, and then all of a sudden, hey, you sing this. Right. <laughs> where, where does that come yeah, from? Weird, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if well, if you think about it, think about this. Okay, so like if you've ever written lyrics for a singer, like if you're not a singer, right. if you're a guitar player, I'm a guitar player. Right. If you write lyrics, think, okay, well, this is how I think it should be done. And then you tell the singer, okay, I think you should, I hear it like this, I want you to sing it like this. And then you're like, ah, I just can't do it. Or, or you try and do it and don't. Yeah. can't execute it that could be one of those where it's like you know what I'll, fuck i'll do it man yeah. it'd be fun Lock yourself out this singer's like yeah go ahead dude. get some a chance to yeah, go backstage like yeah. get a blow job do some blow <gasps> people don't do stuff like have that. a fucking yeah, brisket slider things. whatever man people uh, do that after show or during shows I, I almost want to mention something to that but i hate to tell tales after school if you know what i mean uh uh-uh. Buddy of mine went to uh, Steel Panther the other night. Oh yeah, and uh, Steel Panther here in Atlanta. No, I don't think so. I think it was, might might have been. Did they just play here? I don't know. I was uh, just asking. I want to say <laughs> Tam- probably in Tampa. Tampa is my guess because that's where he lives. But uh, in that case, that makes more sense. He, he bought the VIP package to. He wanted to meet the band. Champagne was very, <laughs> very <laughs> disappointed. Really? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, and it might have been a bad night. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It happens. People are people, man. And I'm not talking. I think these guys are fucking hilarious. Let me go ahead and give the disclaimer before I (laughs) comment on what he said. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're fucking hilarious, and I know that they're just a shtick, and it's a it's a comedy gig. It's good music. I mean, they're talented musicians, but it's. Um, he, said, a butt. <laughs> he said five of the biggest douches I ever met in my life. Oh, he said, he said the whole thought of them is just complete and total fantasy. They're just uh, no. boring backstage. They're just like fucking old guys. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, there's no party. There's no blow. There are no hookers, <laughs> which he knew that wasn't sure. a real thing, yeah, yeah. but still it was just like, it was well, just I mean, I mean, some back that, in the day maybe, but none. Yeah. Yeah. You, you buy the, you, 
you spend the money on the VIP package and they herd you through, right? And you get your five seconds. Hey, how you doing? And then they move you out. You yeah. know, that's basically oh, wow. what yeah. before the yeah. before the mass drops. That's right. when you got to do it. Right. So well, you know, plus if they're if they're like our age, I mean, let's be they're honest, older. cocaine and hookers. That's a young man's game. You know, they're older than us. Like I'm, I'm literally three pumps away from a major cardiac catastrophe at any given time. So it's like you know, that's a young man's game. Yeah, that's true. That's Whores and blow. And hookers and blow. Hookers I think there's, I think all those guys have us by about five or six years. I think they're so, yeah. Blow is definitely not in the cars for yeah, them or pussy, run. really, because they could or hookers, rather. Sorry, same thing. Hurt their back, uh, you know. heart attack, <laughs> hip, throw a hip out, Might break their dick. Yeah, they could break their dick and break a blood vessel and bleed out. Man, I will say, though, I appreciate their fucking feud with Motley Crue because that shit is funny. They have like tweet battles with Nikki Six, and it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Really? Yeah, they were like, at one point, I, th- I want to say sticks it in you. Or, uh, one, of, one of them made a comment about. What a name for a drummer. I like Motley Crue when Vince Neil was still alive. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Nikki Six lost his shit. <laughs> He's like, you guys are just a bunch of fakes. We were the real, you know. Oh, God. It, just the fact that they could get under his skin like that is yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> If I was Nikki Six, I'd be like, like, I'd be like, that was fucking funny. That was funny. I'd give him props. He got all pissed off. Yeah, I mean, considering Nikki Six is actually the one I think who's technically died twice, and I think Vince Neil is, you know, still here. Yeah, even though he hasn't really succeeded on tour, or at least he hadn't previously. Uh, They're touring right now. Just kicked off. Did it just kick off? Yeah, it's uh, Motley Crue. My honk just kicked off. Poison. Def Leppard. Def Leppard and and Joan Jett. Jett. And I guarantee you Joan Jett kicks all their fucking asses. (laughs) Probably. Very possible. Because she can still sing. Right. Very possible. Oh, Def Leppard still longer. I mean, excuse me, let me retract that statement. Do the record scratch. Thank you. (laughs) Def Leppard still sounds like Def Leppard. There you go. There we go. Well, they don't sound like Earlier, Def, I like Def Leppard for like the first three albums. After that, it's like they totally sold out, became somebody else. That's true. I agree with that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. All right, so yeah. fast forward to 2008. Well, we're going to take another four years off and make an album. Well, that might have been also uh, lots of time for touring and ramping oh, up and doing festivals and I'm shit. sure they're doing the festivals. I'm sure they played uh, Wacken. Wacken. He's a Wacken. I'm sure it's Wacken. The boys are in my camper Wacken. I think it's in Germany, but I think if I was out there, I'd have to call it Wacken just on basic principle. Absolutely. Just because that's just fucking funny as shit. Black Dog is not shy about Uh, asking for... Black Dog loves the love, man. Every time I put Morin back up here, she grabs it. Right. It's all right. Can you hear that tail? (laughs) Gong, gong, gong. All right. So This one kind of had more of that. Now, keep in mind, this is 08, so I guess new metal at this point had already kind of... Started kind of coming into more of the mainstream, and that was kind of happening. But elements of this one kind of went back to like the early, like the kind of more punky infused stuff. Okay, it's kind of the vibe I got on this one. I don't know anything on this. I dig. I really dig. Um, Sonic Beatdown is really cool. It's not very like metal in terms of like vocals or or music, but it's got that kind of just straight ahead, just fucking kind so, of that punk hardcore sensibility, but almost like thrash and just the bulldozer on speed effect thinking about death angel and just bringing this up there they got to be our age yeah because they were younger than it's possible yeah or close i mean within a year or two i think they're pretty close yeah me thinks i believe they're probably maybe 50 if they're not they're probably about a year okay a couple years a couple older singers 53 
Okay, so that means then when Ultraviolence came out that Mark Aguida was uh, like 18, yeah. which is still pretty fucking young to be signed and having a fucking record come out. Right. That's pretty uh, pretty ridiculous. Then uh, Andy Gellion, the uh, original drummer, he was born in 72, 72. so he's almost he's 15. A, he's one year older than right. me. Right, yeah. yeah. Half a year. Yeah, half a yeah. year. So again, in 87, he'd have been 15. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. 14 or 15. That's pretty uh, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he was 14. Sonic Beatdown on this one's a Let's do fun it. one. Let's do it. Right. Let's, let's give it a Sonic Beatdown. It's got cover written all over it. Fuzz. Just old school thrash, straight, straight ahead. I like it. Good stuff. If you're gonna pick one based on title, Russell, you know what? That should be almost a new segment. Based not, on not title, new, we, we're gonna have eight million segments. It's like it's gonna I be like that. metal nerdery segment structure. of the episode segment. What the segment of the episode segment? Fuck roll, fuck roll, fuck roll. Structure. But uh, we, we should start. Maybe we should do like a whole fucking episode. It's like future show idea dump. We should just start looking up shit. So let's just pick it by the name. Yeah, well, we could go back uh, and do a Nullistum Part 3 or something. Where we name just, only. Name only. Yeah. yeah, fucking A. See, you guys get to see it. Well, you guys don't get to see it, but you know, you guys get to hear it. You can see it if you take the right relaxers, but you get to hear it here first. Right. And come up with idea generation. I would play When Worlds Collide because that sounds a like one. a Power Man 5000 song. Yeah, I know what you mean. Or is it's it not. Static X? To me, it's they have a, either 5K. God versus God or The Lord of Hate. Ooh. Sounds like a kiss song. <laughs> Lord of Hate's pretty good too. That's a killer opener. Uh, I'll let y'all ballot out. God versus God, do it. Yeah, or the noose. You know what? Uh, might be MC Tentacle Choice at the time. I Maybe. Think it is. What do you think? Oh, God versus God. Let's see. Not, 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 not. Twist. <laughs> Twist.
definitely emo. I'm digging it, bro. Definitely more heavy, kind of new metalish. Baseline is yeah. almost uh, Alice in Chains. Yeah, like wood. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. cool. I like it. Or excuse me, bois. Bois. <laughs> bois. <laughs> Would you like to come here and look at my crispy bois? <laughs> Gross. You better put that one in there too. And then uh, the killer opener on this one is. I mean, any of these are good. River of Rapture is excellent. What album there, Tough Guy? Oh, it's uh, Relentless Retribution in 20... Yes, it's 2010. You speak Mexican. <laughs> Mexican? Uh, it's Spanish, whatever, same thing. You ever eat Spanish food, dude? Chips and salsa? It's fucking delicious. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, that's, that's wrong. I'm sorry. I feel like Mexico is kind of like the... It's like Mexico is to Spain like Australia is to Britain in a weird way. I don't know why I think that. I know it's not because I don't think Mexico was a you know prison continent because you know Mexico is really just it's part of North America. It's South North America. That's what Mexico is. Killer Rodman on this one's epic. All right, so we got a new drummer and a new bass player on this album. Yes, Damien Sison takes place of the Peppa. And Will Carroll. Will Carroll. I believe Will Carroll is the powerhouse that's carried him through the next couple of albums. albums. And I believe he's a beast. All right, killer opener. Needles do it. That is a fat sound. Yeah. They got a lot fatter on this album. It's time. fucking time. It's a wall of guitars. Yes. Mucho huevos in the production department. Grande huevos. Yeah, they got ultra huevos on this one. Um, yeah, that was good. The sound, everything about it was yeah. good. I like the almost. It's, it's weird because they're, it seems like it's everything's getting better and better and better. Right. And usually, not usually, but a lot of times, unfortunately. It doesn't work that way. It's the opposite, yeah. yeah. I, I love the beginning with the um, the guitar. It's really kind of, T- tuned way down in the mix like yeah that kind like, of like the old school kind like of phone, sound. Call, phone call mix right but then the like when the, the rest of the band comes in it's like huge builds it up yeah, yeah that was really cool i like that dynamic death of the meek was a pretty decent one too it's like uh mr osguida wrote quite a bit of this record yeah well those are all lyrics it's so it says well i mean yeah. looking at some of the other ones i think mr oh, uh, music also yeah 
the guitars. Did most of the lyrics, but it looks like uh, Mark's written quite a bit of the lyrics on this one. The Volcanic, that's kind of more like the Veil of Deception. It's an acoustic one, but it's really, it's cool. It's like Veil of Deception, but next level, because it's kind of got a darker vibe to it. Right. So either one of those, Volcanic or Death of the Meek. Death of the Meek is more metal. Kind of reminded me of Lamb of God when I first listened to it. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah. It's almost like the 2010s really kind of helped thrash out, especially old school thrash. It's like all that killer production quality now is now it's finally available. And I dig starting with Relentless Retribution in 2010. It looks like they had like these wolf hellhounds on the on their album covers, almost like their mascots. I think there's three of them, kind of like Cerebus, the guardian of the underworld. It's actually uh, it's one hellhound with three hound heads. So this is just three different hellhounds. But they look like wolves that have, like, fucking Viking skeletons on top of their head. They look they look like the fucking dude. Who was the dude from the Highlander, Russell? Or Billiam, if you remember. The Kurgan? The dude, the super... Uh, the bad guy? Yeah, the bad dude that was, like, wore the fucking animal skull on his head. Yeah, I can't remember his name. He ended up getting killed, and, you know... Because there can only the be cloud one. cloud can only be one, yeah. But yeah. something about their new mascot... That's what it looks like. It looks like fucking wolves or like Siberian huskies with these fucking huge, the Kurgan, yeah. It's like these huge fucking skulls on their heads and they just look, they look like they're rabid fucking hellhounds. That's what they look like. Billiam's going down to the, kind of like that, but like the, kind of like the Kurgan's skull helmet, but with more more horny, a more horny Kurgan skull helmet. Mark the time. Whew, that was a mouthful. I had to get that out. And that's yeah, what she said. And okay. Actually, that's not what she said, Russell. It is? It's, it, it, no, she didn't say it to me. She lied, I think. But I'll show you the text. Uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, you know, I'm pretty flexy on this one. Uh, opener's good. Caster of Shame is cool. I like songs that have two titles. Execution, the, Don't the, Say Me. I'm guessing that's a... <laughs> Maybe soft a, intro. I don't know. The last one's good too. The territorial instinct, oh, bloodlust. Yeah, one there too. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Is it? Uh, we think Russell or Billy. It's to you. No, whatever. He, he's got the button. I don't know anything. Oh, they do a heaven and hell cover on here. Must have been a bonus. Yeah, Black Sabbath. Yeah, we'll save that for next episode. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it's the Alex Resurrection Ooh approval. It's called foreskinning. I mean, foreshadowing. <laughs> it's actually backshadowing. Foreskinning. It's kind of both. Um, Foreplaying. Wait, what? Huh? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna paraphrase Russell here. You, you can just grab one. Oh God. Reach in there and grab it. Succubus. How about that? <laughs> Reach in there and grab it. <laughs> More time. Reach in there and grab one. Succubus. 
fucking production, it's man. It's better, man. Yeah. 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 Owls. I mean, as good as they were yeah. in their young years, they're so much better. I mean, I like his voice better now. Yeah, it just Everything fits better. Yeah, so much more fresh. It's Mark. Thank you. I'd like to hear this live. when they came with the back in 2016 it was them anthrax and slayer Ooh, it was fucking glorious oh man that sounds like a it was beautiful it was delicious that was my first show after all my leg debacle nonsense right that was the one where security came up and told me to like put my canes down because i was like raising my canes in the air like all right this is fucking killer i thought you said that was the one at um and and Lawrenceville there. New. This was in 2016. It was Death Angel. It was Anthrax, and it was Slayer. So okay. it was the first time that Adam had seen Anthrax. Ever. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was the one where he got in the pit and his glasses got hosed. And, okay. Yeah, because the one that I thought I because I saw you at the one that was Slayer. Anthrax and Megadeth. Indeed. That was at the Gwinnett Arena. Right. That was 2010. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is 2016. So they got the uh, Silence of the Lambs moth on this cover. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> yep. Hello, Hello, Clarice. This album's called The Evil Divide. This it is came 2016. Out 2016. The year of our reward. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just, uh, I'm going to make an executive decision on this one. Go ahead and tell you exactly the one that you should play. And it's track seven. Okay. Absolutely, track seven. I always got um, Sepultura, dude. Andreas Kita. Yeah. Sorry, is that too loud? Sort of. Not really. Kind of turned me on. Hold Do on. it again. I'll do a regular kiss. I, uh, everybody makes that as a kiss noise, and it's like, you know what? The actual kiss noise is more like. <laughs> I need a it's shower. Ma- I love that. <laughs> it's making out ASMR. Knob slob and ASMR. Oh, right <laughs> in there. Polish that knob.
Thursday. There's a part on this, I think it's around the three and a half minute. It's right before the Andrew's Kiss for Solo. This is breakdown part is fucking sick for y'all here. It's like three and a half minutes, maybe four ish. So nice. I like that. It's very good. Magic. And then at this point, this brings us to the first album we played on this episode. Where we just started, their latest human. And the Titley we've already heard, which is amazing. Amazing. Back to the front. William, do you have a you have a, a another goodie off this one you would recommend? Oh, um or if you had to pick title. Yeah, it's one of those I just I just had on. And oh man. That's a good one. Like Rad. Rad, I like that one. Rad. Rad, okay, Rad. Yeah, also Rad. Rad. Uh, how of about, Rats uh, and Men. I'm good with that. It's the pre-closer closer. Or technically, it's the actual closer, because the day I walked away, I think, is the bonus track. So, Of Rats and Men works for me. If it's good with Billiam. And I think it is. Some personnel on this one. how the guitars are playing harmonies to each other yeah that's fucking busy man it says on the ghost of me track they had uh alex lehu is it that the late i think he passed yeah yeah the late great alex lehu is that from dragon force oh no, arch arch enemy oh no no no, no. who was he with god i'm Children stupid children of badam or badam badam or bodam but on bottom or bottom could be bottom. Children of the damned. Sodom bottom. Children of the sea. Children of the grave. Children of the grave. That's what That's I said. <laughs> Backshadowing to the next episode, by the way. Hold on. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what fucking band he was in. Goddamn straight. I he was man. an arch enemy. 
He was in, uh, no, man, uh, fucking, oh, man, it was Children of Bottom, man. Bottom. Uh, he was in Children of Top for a long time, then he changed over to Children of Bottom, because I guess he was more into that, so. He died just a few years ago, didn't yeah. he? Recently, yeah, uh, 2020. Yeah, freaking Shredder. Indeed he was. Yeah. Caught. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, Death Angels got their own beer. Well, now that should have been the beer of the episode, fellas. Uh, Damn, they didn't have it. Damn. If they'd have had that, I would have bought that. Fucking a absence of light imperial stout, volume five. Our heaviest collaboration with Ale Industries beer yet. That's a nine point zero. Since twenty seventeen, we've worked alongside Ale Industries beer to craft a comparable Bay Area thrash beer. Fucking A, we're going to go check that shit out. You I'm can find, find that out where to buy it. At uh, deathangel.us slash beer. All right, then. Death Angel is going on tour starting April 9th, and they will be in the ATL yes. April 26th. Okay. Who are they coming <laughs> with? At Masquerade. Wouldn't it be awesome if it was forbidden? That would be awesome. It's funny you say that because I was literally thinking it. I was like, oh, that would be a fucking hell of a. Ooh. No. The testicle. Oh, Ooh, testament. Yep. Yeah, we gotta do that. We gotta do uh, that. We gotta do Tuesday. That. It's a fucking Tuesday. That means I gotta take Wednesday off. Uh, Tuesday. Or just do math all day. Starts Wednesday. At Six p.m. What is that? Six. That's a Tuesday. We're not to get three extra. Maybe <laughs> they got three extra openers. Oh, they do. They, you know, they always throw in the local bands that have to sell tickets. Okay. Okay. So I have a question. Right. They used to not do that. Unless you're doing a festival kind of thing, don't you think that, because usually when you think of most performance-based arts, be it metal concerts, be it plays, be it a fucking ah, stand-up show. Oh. Death Angel, Exodus, and Testament. Okay, so it'll probably be four. But my point was, is don't you think oh. that having more than three acts There's for no any way night we're not is going too to much? That. Yeah, no. we, we got to go to that. Miss Tuesday. Uh, well, the first three play at five o'clock, you know. Unless they pull that goofy shit where it's like, nope, no other openers. And then the starting the actual bands at this time, and then yeah. you miss all the. But don't you feel like there should only be like three, maybe four times? We could call. Maybe they would tell us the truth if we said, hey, how many fucking bands are you going to have before the, the three big boys come the three out? Because yeah. Yeah. I would like to see that show. Because we could go to Wahlburgers first. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there. Uh, it's right up the street. But if they're going to do all that crazy, weird plague bullshit, then I've got no desire to fuck with that. Yeah. Well, I'd still like to see it. Of course they are. Every You can't go to a show now without yeah w- without that. Yeah. It's kind of like peeing in the pool. Once you've done it, you can't take it back out. It's right. out there forever. We'll be doing this forever. Even though all the cases have shrunk down next to nothing and the chemtrail mix is slowly fading away. Just We're go get be a doing test. It forever. Just go get no, a test. No, I don't trust this test, man. So who headlines? Testament, I don't right? trust them. So you got Testament. Death Angel, Exodus, Exodus. Testament. Testament. Yeah. That'd still be a killer show. Fuck yeah. Holy cow. I mean, come on. That's that's what we <laughs> that's lived our for. Yeah, that's, yeah, our that's what we lived for back in the day. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we are ute. Hells to the Death Angel and their contribution to the best genre of music ever made. I wish I could drink that screen right there. Both of them. Maybe it's just me being grumpy. Maybe it's time for another beer. It's the wait till you see the next one. Oh yeah, fourth time. Ten point <laughs> All right, it's a ten incher. That's right. Yeah, it's definitely not mine. All right, until the next. Uh, actually, this could. Could you imagine if you could? Oh, that's too much. Okay. <laughs> anyway, until the next. Until the next, fellas. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. 
Hope you enjoyed listening. Go out, support Death Angel. Go buy their shit. Definitely. Don't do forget that. to review the unending yeah, on our voicemail. What's that phone number? It's 980-666-8182. And uh, you can also go... Um, <clears throat> fornicate yourselves. Have a good weekend, everybody. I was, was going to okay. say, if you want to go buy our shit, you can go to com slash merch. Uh, laryngitis isn't here because he's uh, feeling under the weather a little bit, but the gum kind of finally, I think he got sugar shock. So anyway, until the next, thank you guys for joining us and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Now, bye-bye then. Bye-bye then. I still got the last word. Ha! No, you didn't. You had it. Fuck. Shit. Hello, everybody. This is Gazer, the butler. You're <laughs> listening to Metal Nerdery. Go buy this shit at meltonerdery.com slash merch. I've got to go get merely some more pasta sauce. Mm. You can also go to metalnerdery.com slash episodes, a podcast, or whatever the fuck it's called today. But right. now I've got to go write some songs and resurrect John Paul, George, and Ringo. Anyway. I think it's the nuts in my mouth that made me forget. Well, I kind of like to hold it out a little bit. That one. If you can see, my hand's a little shiny. or some lube. I'm giving Russell a handy. It's fine. Because otherwise my back's to you, so I can do it from here. Well, they have to give me incentive to come, so. Too much on the fuckwood. We are trying to touch all of you. I kind of like number two. We grazed it by the walls a little bit. Yeah, I remember touching it. He grew into it. All right, open up. Let's talk about what they did in between. Russell's going outside to kill himself ASMR. Would you like to come here and look at my crispy bois? Whew, that was a mouthful. I had to get that out. I'm pretty flexy on this one. Reach in there and grab it. Everything fits better. Wait till you see the next one. That's a 10-incher. Educational purposes For educational only. and instructional purposes only. My balls fell asleep. It's all bullshit. There's no moon. Can I have another donut hole?